0: Longhorn Nation, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. We have an amazing show for you. We'll be recapping National Signing Day getting into the number five recruiting class in the country by your Texas Longhorns. We'll be breaking down this recruiting class by the number. I'll give you a few players who I think are underrated and are going to have a huge impact at Texas the next few years. And we'll introduce you to all 28 commits, as well as the four transfers in this year's recruiting class. So without further ado, let's get into it, Longhorn Nation. So what an amazing recruiting class by head coach Steve Sarkeesian and director of player personnel Billy Glasscock, the number five recruiting class in the country. The previous year, it was the 15th recruiting class, so they made a huge jump. The best recruiting class in the Big 12. The only other team in the Big 12 with a top 25 recruiting class was Oklahoma at number eight. You have to go down to number 29 to find the next Big 12 team, which was Oklahoma State. Um, And let's just break it down by the numbers. We're going to start by state. They had 20 recruits out of the state of Texas. Two from Arizona, two from California, one from Alabama, one from Louisiana, one from Mississippi, and one from Washington. So a good job by Steve Sarkeesian being able to go to different states, different regions, and pull in commits to the University of Texas. They had two five-stars, both being offensive linemen from the state of Texas and Devin Campbell and Kelvin Banks. And then they had 18 four-star commits. When you look at it by position, they had one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, seven offensive linemen, eight defensive linemen, that's 15 prospects right there in the trenches, one linebacker, five defensive backs, and four special teamers. So when you look at it, 24 out of the 28 prospects are either on the offensive or defensive lines, five defensive backs, and four special teamers. You know, people have joked, People have dubbed Texas as Alabama West, especially with Steven Sarkeesian spending time there as an offensive coordinator and then coming to the University of Texas. And, you know, I can't disagree with that at that point. You know, when you look at Alabama, that's how they win games in the trenches. We've seen the pedigree of defensive backs they've had recently with players like Trayvon Diggs, Patrick Sertain, Mika Fitzpatrick and Marlon Humphrey. And then, of course, the most underrated facet of football where games are won or lost special teams. They got four recruits in that unit. And then when we look at the four transfers who are all going to come in and play immediately at the University of Texas, Isaiah Nayer, a wide receiver transfer from Wyoming, he had 878 yards last year in 12 touchdowns in an offense that only threw the ball 35% of the time. They're going to throw the ball a lot more at the University of Texas this year, and I look for him to have a huge season next to freshman All-American Xavier Worthy. Jaleel Billingsley, transfer from Alabama, tight end. 6'4", 230, uh, really versatile, really can attack the defense in a lot of ways. He had 18 catches for 287 yards and three touchdowns in 2020. Did not see the field a lot last year, but I look for him to have a huge season this year. Steve Sarkeesian will deploy him a lot of ways. like He had him at Alabama, um, and so I think that he's really going to have a huge impact for the University of Texas this year. On the defensive side, Ryan Watts, a cornerback transfer with good size, six-two and a half, 187 pounds. He made 19 starts at Ohio State before transferring to Texas this year, and I think he'll start immediately on the outside at the cornerback. And then, of course, the crown jewel, the number one prospect in the 2021 recruiting class, transfer from Ohio State, Quinn Ewers, the highest graded quarterback to come to the University of Texas since Vince Young and Garrett Gilbert, and he's actually graded higher. Then Garrett Gilbert graded evenly with Vince Young, and most think he will be the starting quarterback in 2022. So a great recruiting class, number five in the country, along with the four transfers who will all play immediately. Uh, And let's get into this recruiting class. Let's get into all 28 commits. When you look at them, 10 have already enrolled outside of the transfers who are enrolled as well. Terrence Brooks. So we had three top 100 prospects the two five star offensive linemen, and Devin Campbell, who was number nine in the country, Kelvin Banks, who was number 32 in the country, and the number 82nd prospect in the country, four star cornerback Terrence Brooks out of Little Elm, Texas. We had four star Edge, Justice Finkley out of Troopsville Alabama. Four star safety, Brian Allen Jr. out of Alito, Texas. Jalen, I don't want to butcher your name, cornerback, four star out of Port Arthur, Texas. I'm so sorry, Jare Bledsoe, defensive lineman, four-star out of Marlin, Texas. Malik Murphy, four-star quarterback out of Gardena, California, huge arm talent. Jaden Blue, running back out of Houston, Texas, four-star. Larry Turner Gooden, four-star safety from Bishop Alamani, Mission Hills, California. Four-star interior offensive and lineman, Cole Hudson from Frisco, Texas. Aaron Bryant, three-star defensive lineman from South Haven, Mississippi. So these players are already enrolled and getting a head start. And then these players have signed their letter of intent and will be coming in the fall. Once again, Kelvin Banks, five-star offensive lineman, number 32 in the country out of Humble, Texas. Nito, interior offensive lineman. I'm not going to say his last name. I don't want to butcher it. Four-star offensive lineman out of Allen, Texas. Jamon Tapp, four-star edge from Donaldsonville, Louisiana. Brennan Thompson, four-star receiver from Spearman, Texas. Christopher Ross, four-star defensive lineman from North Shore, Houston, Texas. An amazing program in Houston. Austin Jordan uh, from Ryan in Denton, Texas, a four-star safety. Malik Agbo from Federal Way, Washington, four-star offensive tackle. Derek Brown out of Texarkana, Texas, four-star edge. Zach Swanson, four-star defensive lineman from Phoenix, Arizona. Four-star Edge from Westlake, Austin, Texas, Ethan Burke. Three-star offensive tackle Cameron Williams from Duncanville, Texas. Three-star linebacker Treevale Johnson out of Arlington, Texas. Three-star interior offensive lineman Connor Robertson out of Westlake in Austin, Texas. Three-star athlete out of Seguin in Arlington Texas, Arlington, Texas, Xavier Bryce. Three-star athlete out of Grand Prairie, Texas, Savion Red. And three-star kicker, Will Stone from Austin, Texas. Two-star safety, Lance St. Louis from Gilbert, Arizona. And the number one prospect in this class, top 10 prospect, ninth in the country, number one in his position, number one offensive lineman in this class, Devin Campbell, who all stressed this out, his decision came down to Oklahoma and UT, like I said on the podcast yesterday, doing his best to keep the Red River rivalry alive. But ultimately, he decided to come to the University of Texas. So a really strong recruiting class with four really strong transfers. And I think this was the perfect recruiting class for Steven Sarkeesian as he looks to compete for a Big 12 title this year and get the University of Texas to their first college football playoff. Coming up next, I'll tell you about a couple of players in this class who I think are really underrated and are going to have a huge impact at the University of Texas over the next few years. But first, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, as football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcast, and news this season, and it's not just football. Bet Online has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing. UFC along with live real-time updates of current games don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season bet online where the game starts welcome back Longhorns fans so the University of Texas did miss out on two prospects one had already committed Ronald Champ Lewis he had committed earlier in the year at cornerback I think he looked at the situation at corner with some transfers coming in and some really good defensive back prospects uh, from this recruiting class and decided to flip uh, to TCU. Uh, So best of luck to him. And then Harold Perkins was the number eight uh, recruit in the country, the second overall linebacker in this class. He made his decision on National Signing Day. He was considering Texas, Texas A&M, Florida and LSU. He ultimately went with LSU, Harold Perkins, out of the Houston area, out of Cypress. So congrats to him as well. I hope he has a great career at LSU. And we talked about uh, really the emphasis in the trenches. A great recruiting class for Steve Sarkeesian and offensive line coach Kyle Flood. uh, Getting a bunch, two five-star offensive linemen, the two best five-star linemen in this class. They both were out of the state of Texas. Uh, which was great for the Longhorns kind of having an advantage there and being able to pull both of them in, not losing them to any other school was huge. Um, The emphasis on the offensive line, the defensive line with eight recruits, the highest number of any uh, position grouping. This is a team that only had 20 sacks last year and and was 100th in the country on defense. And so I think that's going to go a long way uh, to fixing that problem. Five defensive backs, Um, And then with the defensive back transfer from Ohio State, I think this is going to be a much improved defense. I don't think they will be elite or a dominant defense or anything like that, but I think the offense will be showtime and I think the defense will be good enough for them to win a lot of games next year. Two prospects that I want to highlight that I think are going to be really impact players, maybe not all season this year, they are true freshmen, but towards the end of the year and definitely for years to come, these are two players I want to highlight One is is Justice Finkley, the four-star edge from Truceville, Alabama. So he's a little bit undersized height-wise at 6'2", 255, but we're kind of seeing that now in football, the undersized edge uh, that can rush the passer and make plays. Uh, Size hasn't been as big of an emphasis at that position as we've seen in the past. One of the uh, scouts said he's brawny, rocked-up, compact frame. Finkley has a thick lower half that can generate force. Powerful leverage, rusher in a 3-4 scheme at the high school level, also shifts down to play defensive tackle at times, excellent crossing the face of offensive linemen and getting an inside rush, good chase athleticism and lateral movement skills, gets underneath opponents and can forklift with great leverage, play strength and physicality upon contact, stand out with Finkley. And I think a big key for him too was he wrestled in high school, and so him not only being able to play all the positions on the defensive line and him having power at the point of attack, but him being a wrestler, you know, you have to be really good with your hands to be a wrestler. And I think that's going to be a key for him. Like I said, I think he'll have an impact this year, maybe as a rotational pass rusher, probably to start off. And eventually he'll be an every down player, whether that's this year or next year. Once again, he's a true freshman. That's always um, a transition for a freshman coming out of high school. You know, you have of course, your exceptions, your standout players. But I think it'll take him a little bit of time. But ultimately, I think that's a player you want to watch out for. Justice Finkley four-star edge from Truceville, Alabama. Once again, he could play on the edge, defensive end, and could slide down the defensive tackle, can play in a 3 4 or a 4 3. He's very multiple, and I think they'll deploy him in a lot of different ways, especially when he gets more snaps, more practice, and more reps under his belt. I think he'll start off as a, as a third down pass rusher in special situations and then ultimately be an every down player and a standout defensive lineman for the University of Texas. And I'm looking at one of the safeties. They got some really good defensive backs in this class. One of the safeties from this class that I'm looking at is Brian Allen Jr. from Alito. Now, Alito is, is a really high-level program. They're constantly competing for the state championship. And one of the quotes on Brian Allen Jr. is good frame with plus four five length, lean athletic build with obvious space to add mass, versatile defensive back who can stay on the field in all situations, Length aids in catch point disruption in coverage and tackling consistency, willing participant versus the run with some pop when able to uncoil. Now, they talked about his ability to improve in man coverage, and I think that's going to be huge uh, to be able to to play man and zone. They talked about him being able uh, to improve his ball skills as well. But I think what was most important for me was his willingness to participate in the run, his willingness to come down in the box and and stop the run. He can cover tight ends. He can cover the slot a little bit. Like I said, they, they say he needs to get better in man coverage. But of course, he's a true freshman. That'll come with time. But I think in a few years, Brian Allen Jr. and Justice Finkley will be two of the best, if not the two best, players on this defense. And I think they're underrated, especially when you have two five-star offensive linemen, a ten, a top ten prospect in Devin Campbell, and a top thirty-pro with thirty-two. He was thirty-second in the country in Kelvin Banks. But I think Justice Finkley and Brian Allen Jr., who are still two of the best players in this class, still two four-star prospects, so I don't want to sit here and talk about them as, as if people are just doubting them or anything like that, but I just think they're flying under the radar as far as this class goes, and I think in the future, these are two players who are going to have a really big impact at the 40 acres. Coming up next, Longhorns fans, I'll tell you why Texas is in prime position to win the Big 12 next year, but first, Longhorns fans, this is Jonathan Davis with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE. 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a year in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free get Upside app and use promo code score to get 25 cents per gallon or more Cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. It's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside. And there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On NFL, Locked On Bengals, and Locked On Rams will be in L.A. all week covering the big game. I'm super excited for the Super Bowl and super excited to listen to Locked On NFL locked on Bengals, and locked on Rams so I can make my prediction on who's going to win and then maybe bet on the game on betonline.net. So, University of Texas fans, this is the time when I tell you that Texas is back, and I wholeheartedly believe that, and I think we're in the prime position. One, our biggest rival, Oklahoma, they took a devastating loss with Lincoln Riley leaving, although they did get Brent Venables, who I think is an outstanding defensive coach. He always had that Clemson defense ready to play. And I think it'll be the same way at Oklahoma, but losing their quarterback, Caleb Williams, uh, the second best quarterback in the 2021 class behind Quinn Ewers. Yes, I had to throw that in there. Uh, They had the eighth ranked recruiting class, but they had zero five star prospects coming in. I think that's huge. When you go back to the next team in the 2022 recruiting rankings, you go down to number 29, which is Oklahoma State. They had zero five-star prospects coming in as well, and only six four-stars. And so these recruiting classes, University of Texas had the better recruiting class by far. And then with the four transfers coming in with Quinn Ewers, who I think instantly steps in and is probably the best quarterback in the Big 12, Isaiah Nayer, Jaleel Billingsley, I think that they're really going to be able to win the Big 12 this year and insert themselves in the college football playoff now they're going to have a tough game the second week of the season against Alabama, um, and I don't think they can afford to lose in Big 12 conference play, which is going to be tough. You have a lot of tough matchups, but I think the University of Texas is the best team currently, what Steve Sarkeesian was able to do uh, with this program, with the recruiting class and the transfers coming in, and just him being able to implement their offense. I really think this offense is going to be one of the best, probably top 10, top 15 in the country, hopefully even higher than that. And then on the defensive end, I think they're going to be much improved. Um, not that they were a liability last year or anything like that, but I definitely think they're going to be one of the reasons we win. Like I said, he made a huge investment on the defensive line and in the defensive backfield. Wanted to put pressure on the quarterback and being able to get stops uh, to put Quinn Ewers, Bijan John Robinson in. And the offense back on the field. I've said many times on this podcast that I think B. John Robinson is going to be one of the Heisman front runners this year. He's one of the best returning offensive players in the country. Quinn Ewers, the highest graded prospect at quarterback since Vince Young. I think he may insert himself into the Heisman conversation as well if Steven Sarkeesian is able to get this offense operating on all cylinders. And, you know, I think Oklahoma is going to take a step back. Losing Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley are huge. Uh, Baylor. Um, They didn't pull in the recruiting class that they would have liked to being all the way down at 36 with no five star prospects coming in and really no four star prospects coming in. And then Oklahoma State didn't have a great recruiting class as well. So, I mean, you're looking at some tough, uh, tough teams in the Big 12, tough teams at conference play, rivals that you play every year. Those games are always going to be tough. But if there's any year that UT is going to make that jump, if there's any year that UT is going to make that leap, it's going to have to be this year. And I spoke on the podcast earlier this week about how it's imperative that UT find this level of success before they enter the SEC. When you look at teams like Alabama, Georgia, even Ole Miss, Florida, LSU, I mean, that conference is just elite. And then when you add Texas and Oklahoma to that, it's only going to be a bigger dogfight uh, to get to the college football playoff, to win the SEC championship championship. With only four spots, it's just going to be way harder. And so I think it's going to be easier for them. Their best chance is to get in uh, by winning the Big 12 and maybe only having one loss this year or two losses to two really good teams. Um, so I think this is the year uh, that UT is primed to win the Big 12. Like I said, they did a great job with this recruiting class. I thought it was so big, uh, big literally, <laughs> that they got 15 out of 28 prospects on the offensive and defensive lines and B. John Robinson talked about it on Twitter. Uh, We got the best offensive line recruits in the country. You could tell he was excited. I think he's going to have even a better year this year. He missed some games towards the end, but averaged 142 yards from scrimmage last year, 15 touchdowns, I believe. So uh, I think he's going to be one of the Heisman front runners, the best uh, offensive player returning in college football this year. Quinn Ewers, I think uh, you know, sometimes they say the sky is the limit. I think the limit is the sky. Uh, with Quinn Ewers, there's no telling what he can do. And we've seen uh, what Steven Sarkeesian is able to do with talented, you know, possible NFL-level quarterbacks, which I think Quinn Ewers, that's definitely his ceiling. We know that B. John Robinson is going to be playing in the NFL at some point or another. So uh, I definitely think Texas is primed to win the Big 12 this year. I'm not just saying... That because I'm a Longhorns fan or I host a Longhorns podcast. I think it sets up really nicely with Oklahoma losing some key pieces. Texas having one of the best recruiting classes in the country, bringing in four transfers that are all going to play immediately and be four of the best players on the team and then having the best offensive player in the country, B. John Robinson. I think the two biggest prospects, once again, biggest, literally, uh, Kelvin Banks and Devin Campbell will come in and start right away. Um, These are two offensive linemen with really good pedigree as true freshmen. They instantly shore up that offensive line, as well as the four-star prospects who will come in and compete right away, and maybe you will come in on a rotational basis. Definitely will be there if they need to as far as injury. And then on the defensive line, this is a team that only had 20 sacks last year. They're going to be much improved, going to get more pressure on the quarterback. They got some really versatile players coming in at D tackling on the edge positions. And then a defensive backfield with the transfer from Ohio State. Um, they got a, the 82nd overall prospect at corner and then three other defensive backs, safeties and corners. I think they will be a lot better on defense. Um, it Remains to be seen what they'll be able to do at linebacker. They really just don't have a standout playmaker at this point. But I think this is the year that Steven Sarkeesian is going to prove why he got this job and why he was the right coach for the University of Texas at 40 acres. So let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts on this recruiting class. How did Stephen Sarkeesian do? How did the University of Texas do? And what's their outlook for the season? Thank you once again for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. And if you need any ideas for your second listen, make that Locked On Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Bets. Until next time, Longhorn Nation. Peace.